0: This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. This is Eric Michaels, and once again, you have tuned into the eHealth Radio Network and the emotional health and psychology channels. We're also streaming on demand 24-7 on TuneIn Radio and the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. In the conclusion of this series of sessions, we are once again joined by Dr. Nikki. Martinez, Dr. Nikki Martinez received her master's and her doctorate from Illinois School of Professional Psychology and completed her pre-doctoral and post-doctoral fellowship at Gateway Foundation in Lake Villa, Illinois. She is the head of clinical development for DrNikkiMartinez.com, where she can be reached if you're interested in individual or couples work with her. She's an adjunct professor for two graduate programs, a blogger for the Huffington Post, Everyday Power Blog, Older Dating, Success Stories, Savannah Spirit, Proud Stories, and a contributor for the Chicago Tribune. She just published her eighth book through Amazon.com. And on this episode of eHealth Radio, Dr. Martinez will be discussing cognitive distortions and how to break them. Dr. Martinez, great to have you back with us on eHealth Radio.
1: Great to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: So tell us, Dr. Martinez, what is a cognitive distortion?
1: The way our minds convince us about something that isn't really true. So it's an accurate thought to use to reinforce negative thinking or emotions. It tells ourselves that things are real or accurate, but it only makes us feel bad about ourselves. And it seems very real and very powerful at the time. A lot of it reminds me of social anxiety is a lot of the examples that we'll talk about um, and what people are able to convince themselves about situations going on around
0: them. Roughly, Dr. Martinez, how many cognitive distortions are there, would you say?
1: There are at least 50, but I but I think that list could actually go on and on. You could branch out from each one of them with, you know, 10 different variations of that one. Um, but 50 is about the base. Um, and they are fit to our personal distorted thinking. So certain ones obviously apply, and all of us are guilty of them. And then certain ones don't apply as well to us.
0: And I would be curious as well, how do people develop cognitive distortions?
1: Well, we can have an inaccurate thought or feeling that seems like it's reinforced. So, for example, someone could go to a party and everything could go right for the night except the person will remember the one thing that they deemed as not good. And that will be the only thing that sticks out for the night. And they'll think the night went horribly. And that's a cognitive distortion because really the night went really well. But they hold on to the one thing they deem was maybe not well. Like maybe that person was talking about me or maybe I sounded stupid when I said that. Or maybe I don't have anything interesting to talk about. And so they feel like that's reinforced.
0: And that is very, very interesting. Just that part alone today, we are speaking with, once again, Dr. Nikki Martinez, psychologist and licensed clinical professional counselor and head of clinical development for com. Here on eHealth Radio's emotional health and psychology channels, a part of the eHealth Radio Network. Dr. Martinez, what are some examples of cognitive distortions?
1: One is personalizing. And an example of this is when someone takes something personally that may not be personal, they see events or consequences of their actions when there are other possibilities, such as believing someone's brisk tone must be because they're irritated with you. Um, and maybe it has something completely to do with something else, like they have something going on in their life and you just sort of got in their caps. Um There's mind reading, this is guessing what someone else is thinking when they may not, may not be thinking that at all. Uh, this is, I famously talk about this in almost every couple session that I ever do because couples are famous for mind reading and taking any history that they have with each other and assuming that they know what someone's going to answer and exactly what they're going to say and how they're going to respond before they ever ask them so they don't bother asking them and they just get mad at them. There's negative predictions. That's overestimating the likelihood that an action will have a negative outcome. Catastrophizing, thinking that unpleasant, thinking of unpleasant events as catastrophes. So things that me and you just think of is like, well, that's not the most pleasant thing in the world, but they think it's the end of the world. Um, entitlement beliefs, believing that the same rules that apply to others don't apply to us. So believing that we shouldn't have to do an internship, even though it's the normal path to employment in most of our industries. And then I'll end with justification and moral licensing. So a good example of this is, I've made progress towards my goal, therefore it's okay to act in a way that's inconsistent with it. So I've done enough, so now I'll do it the way I want to do it.
0: Lastly, what are a few suggestions for breaking cognitive distortions?
1: Well, really, they want to work with someone that challenges their basis in reality. What do we truly have to support what they're saying, and how do they develop this way of thinking? Does it help us or hurt us? And when we really start to look at those questions, like, no, I guess I don't technically know that that person was talking about me or I don't really know if my boss was mad at me or if they were dealing with, some, they were in the middle of something else when I asked them that question. Um, and if, when we really touch that nerve of, now is this way of thinking helping you or hurting you? And when they realize that this way of thinking is actually harming them and doing them more harm than good, You can start to spin things another way and you really start to work on sort of the positive self-talk. Like, how can you reframe the way that you think about that or the way that you think about that situation? You know, instead of jumping to the worst case scenario, jump to a possible better case scenario. Like, maybe he's just having a bad day and it has absolutely nothing to do with me. And you go about your day in a much better way if if you start thinking of things in that way.
0: As always, we appreciate your insight and information per your expertise on each and every program. Thanks so much. Where can listeners find more information about you, your services, and how can one be in touch as well?
1: They can reach me at www.drnickymartinez.com. That's D-R-N-I-K-K-I-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z.com, www.drnickymartinez.com and under the contact section, they can just write me a note and it'll go straight to me. They can also private message me on Twitter at Dr. Nikki Martinez. So at D-R-N-I-K-K-I-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. And I would love to talk with them.
0: Well, Dr. Martinez, we certainly appreciate your time spent with us. Certainly enjoyed this series of interviews and look forward to having you back with us right here once again on The Health Radio.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And you are more than welcome. We have been speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, psychologist and licensed clinical professional counselor and head of clinical development for martinez.com. And for more information and for contact, once again, it's drnikkimartinez.com And this has been Eric Michaels. And you've been listening to eHealth Radio and the emotional health and psychology channels, a part of the eHealth Radio Network. And we do thank you for listening. And until next time, Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit eHealthRadioNetwork.com.